Warning, Geesebumps is a comedy podcast based on the works of R.L. Stein. Any similarity to an actual literature podcast is coincidental and unintentional. Talk about a horror story. Nobody loves a good story like Justin's dad. He's a famous writer and story collector. That's how Justin and his sister Marissa ended up in Brovania. Their dad is searching for an ancient manuscript called The Lost Legend. Justin and Marissa want to help, but instead of finding The Lost Legend, they get lost. And the woods of Brovania are filled with the strangest creatures, like hundreds of squealing mice, silver-colored dogs, and terrifying Vikings from long ago. Oh, is that it? That's that's. Is that it? That's what they. Is there more? Is that it? That's at the end of it. That's it. This book sucks ass. <laughs> Welcome to Geesebumps, a Digiland Goosebumps podcast. I have a name. Oh, God. And it is... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'll get to it. Trixie, Mixie, Pixie, Poofy, Danielle, and I have a PhD. Oh, you never actually saw me die. <laughs> I'm JoJo, and I got a PhD. <sighs> I'm Jeff, and as time goes on, I don't regret not getting a PhD. Let me tell you, you spend enough time around people who have them. You're just like, really? Dodged a bullet. Really? Do- yeah. Hey, Je- hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Really? 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 Huh. Danielle was talking to me last night. We've been watching, we've been rewatching Community, which is a fantastic, it is. fantastic TV show. Very good. Um, one of the funniest TV shows, I would say, in the last 20 years. Amen. Ah, just 20, huh? Just 20. Before yeah, then. No. Before then, it was Archie Bunker and woo, boy. Yeah, before then, it was Archie Bunker and Friends. So, yeah. <laughs> funniest within the last 20 years. That's, that is that is all there is, right? Yeah. That's all the art there is. That is all that there has ever been and it, ever will be. And Danielle was, was telling me about how, why hasn't there been a TV show about grad school and yes. grad students? Yes. We're always looking at junior college and high right. school. and college. And, and, and I think the world... The uneducated world, which includes me, um, needs to know like what what grad students are really like. And Danielle, you had a whiteboard, a photo of a whiteboard yes. that you showed me with some notes that you had written down about students that you were yes. teaching. Yes, just memories of grad school, yeah. various various uh, incredible, horrible, terrible things that have happened. Can you read some of those for us? I would love Jojo to hear some of them and see if he can concur and say he also experienced some of these people. Okay. Well, there was the time that, uh, one of, one of my grad student, uh, comrades skateboarded 10 miles to class and then proceeded to eat an entire carrot raw. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in the middle of class. It turns out it was Bugs Bunny in, in drag, though. <laughs> yes. Hey, 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 Danielle. Hey, Danielle. I have a, I have a, I, I guess a question. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I guess it's a question. So what <laughs> he ate a, <laughs> a carrot. Uh-huh. He ate a carrot in yeah. class. Yes. Why why why? Well, you know, no one thought to ask. You skateboard 10 miles. You got to refuel. You get a little nibbly. You, you're like, I thought I packed that Snickers because yeah. you're hungry. Why wait? Eat a but, Snickers. And you know what's even better than a Snickers is something real crunchy and loud. They are. You know what? The thing, the thing that we don't really talk about when it comes to carrots is, boy, if they aren't crunchy. <laughs> and boy, if they aren't a little bit loud. They, they, are, they are loud. They are, they are loud and crunchy boys. They are. So 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 he he rolls in on his longboard. I'm assuming it was a longboard. It was a and, longboard. And he he rolls in. He rolls into class. Pops off the skateboard. Yeah. Pulls out a a carrot and literally says, "What's up, postdoc?" <laughs> Dude, you got it. There was a pun in there, and you found it. And I am so proud. And on graduation day, as he's getting ready, he uh, skates over to the mirror. He pops out a carrot, takes a bite, and says. What's up, Doc, when he's looking at himself? Because now he's a doctor. Now he's a doctor. Now he's the doctor. What did we... Okay, so first of all, what did we read and who who, who prompted who us to picked read this? It? Who picked this book? So it, it's impossible to know at this point. <laughs> it's been so long since we've recorded Geesebubs. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to season two. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, um, it's impossible to know who suggested this one. Um, no record. Uh, this, is, uh, this is the legend of... Not even the legend, by the way. The legend... Okay, there's a, okay, there's some nomenclature stuff we have to take care of. The title, the title of this, this is Goosebumps number 47, Legend of the Lost Legend. Legend of the Lost Legend is uh, a unique book within um, Goosebumps canon. Never mm. reprinted, right? Is that what? Never reprinted. Yeah. God knows why. God knows why. <laughs> we know why. It was it was reprinted once, which is actually wow. Um, relatively speaking, that's a low number of times to be reprinted, especially a popular series like Goosebumps, which gets eaten up. Yeah, so so just just for clarity, to say that this wasn't uh, reprinted, what we're saying is they reprinted the entire Goosebumps series between two thousand three and two thousand seven. Um, there were a couple of books they didn't reprint. This is one of them, along with Phantom of the Auditorium, I Live in Your Basement, Werewolf Skin, and uh, Monster Blood Four. Which is a shame because Werewolf Skin was actually good. Yeah. However, the the book was reprinted in 2017 in the Goosebumps 25th anniversary retro set, which is just to be clear, like that means that originally published in 96. So it was 10 years. Uh, and it, it's literally been like 20 something years yeah. since they reprinted it. Right. And that was because they did a collection. It wasn't like the individual book they were reprinting for its own. Would you say that that makes this, Legend of the Lost Legend of the Lost Goosebumps book? Yes. yes. Okay. I would. All right. Now, a couple other things about Legend of the Lost Legend. Thing one, it's about, it's, it's, okay. <laughs> the Goosebump <laughs> book we're holding in our hand is itself a legend. Yes. About another book called the Lost Legend. Yeah. Which, is that what it's, is that what it's known as or is it actually have a title? 
We don't we know. We don't know, and you never find and out. And you'll never find out. You'll never find out. This this particular one was I think I picked it out because I knew this was one of the ones that wasn't reprinted and Werewolf Skin was very Werewolf Skin was very good and I thought maybe maybe the problem with the non reprints is they're just too good and they don't fit in because they're good we've done yeah yeah so we read that I read this one this is a later one yep Arl Stein has had plenty of practice yes. oh it's yeah it's been four years since Goosebumps one so it's all, high school's worth of education so well why don't why don't we so it's been weeks since we've read this. Yes. Um, we took a sort of uh, uh, impromptu break from, from <laughs> making content for a second. A lot of stuff's been happening, but let's. JoJo doesn't remember really anything of it, and when he read it, he also did not understand. <laughs> Which is fair because there's not a lot to understand. Yeah. So I'd like if you could both give us. Uh, let's do a minute synopsis from you both because I have the actual synopsis written down. Because neither Joe nor I have attempted to go back through this book because fuck this book. Yeah. So yeah. our memories should be very far from intact. So, Joe, so yeah. Joe, do you want to start with your with your synopsis as far as you can tell? Yeah, I can try. Legend of the Lost Legend is about, according to this, Justin uh, and his sister. Um, they are in, I want to say, Eastern Europe, given the name <laughs> given Brovania. Brovania. <laughs> They're f- looking for a book. And, like, I remember the first two chapters had, like, some bullshit misdirect with, like, a sea lion. <laughs> And then they find this dog and they follow the dog to like a big lady and the big lady sends them with a horse into the woods and then they get attacked by mice that are robots and then the lady's a robot and then they find the book and they bring the book back to their dad and it's called The Lost Legend and all it says is you'll be lost if you have this and then they try to leave and they can't because they're lost. You did that in 50 seconds. Great. Hey. Yeah, damn. that's that's what I think happens. Okay. Okay, so pretty good. Danielle, okay. do you have you want to start as well? Yeah. Right. Yeah, let me give it, let me give this a shot. All right, give me I'm right, ready, okay. set and go. Okay. Yeah. So, Justin and sister, uh they're in Brovania with their dad who apparently just took them out to Brovania with no explanation and they were just like, "Okay, cool." And then one night they wake up and they're like, "I think I hear an animal. Let's follow it." So, these kids have no survival instinct whatsoever. So, they follow this dog to a lady who lives in a house who's dressed like a viking based on the cover and then she sends them. She's like, "You want the lost legend? You got to go." Uh through all these things and she sends them off to follow her little dog son. Um, (laughs) and he, he, he takes them to a place where there are robot mice that they must fight. 15 seconds. And then there's a, there's a giant cat. And then, um, the cat, like there's a cat for like 500 pages. And then, um, there's another thing. And then, and then, and then they get the lost legend and then it's really a trap and they can't leave. And it's, over. That's time. Well, I, I I got. I don't know what I can add. Any you guys kind of hit all the fucking important points at this <laughs> well, point. Well, Jeff, I think the lesson here is uh, don't doubt us, huh? Yeah. Right, well, I'm gonna give. I'll give you the the full on breakdown of this book. So what you may think that what these two jokers just said is just a bunch of made up bullshit. It is not. But it is not. It's not made up bullshit. <laughs> How dare you insinuate otherwise? All Who are you? Why don't you make a podcast about goosebumps? <laughs> if you're so fucking smart. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> now let him have it. This book stars Justin and Marissa. They're, they're siblings, and it starts with them in Antarctica on a dog sled. 
Yeah. And they're looking for their dad. Their dad is looking for a mystical blue sea lion. It's a it's a fantastical beast, and they're on the Antarctic looking for. And can I just say, I don't want to interrupt your summary too much, except that I was here. We go. <laughs> except that. I was prepared to be impressed that R.L. Stein had stretched himself with this when he started off with them on a fucking dog sled. All he did is stretch himself with this book, Danielle. What are you talking about? Okay, well, in he didn't he didn't stretch himself in interesting ways. He just stretched himself in like batshit crazy I'm on acid ways. And I'm just saying, the sled dog thing, I was like, hey, so, this yeah, is new. It opens up with us in the middle of the action. There are in, in Antarctica looking for this blue sea lion. They see it. It's magical. The ice shelf starts to break, and then they start to drift out to sea. It's two chapters, and then chapter three, you find out it's fake. Uh, it was just, <laughs> yes, of course it is. It was just a story that their dad was telling them, whereas the real thing that's happening might be more interesting because dad had taken these two kids, no mom, um, to Brovania, which is in Europe. It's a European forest and did not tell them why they were there until they were in the forest. This is how children get murdered. So we find out 19 pages in, I wrote down some notes, uh, midway through chapter four, what's actually happening. The dad's looking for the lost legend. That's like his job or his thing that he does is he looks for like lost artifacts. He's like a really sucky Indiana Jones. The dad's like a treasure hunter. They are... Camping in the woods, the kids are trying to sleep, and then they hear a noise. It's this silver-looking dog, which I imagine looking like a um, like a greyhound, kind of, or I don't know what I thought it would look like. But uh, that's a bus. A bus. <laughs> <laughs> they see this bus, right? <laughs> you idiot, Jeff. They saw a bus. <laughs> so this dog comes up to camp. And it has a note in its collar that says, follow me for like what you want. <laughs> and it's like a phone number and it's like a kissy face. And the kids follow the dog after they try to wake their dad up. But apparently the dad sleeps so deeply. He sleeps so deep. That he, they cannot wake him up no matter how hard they try. Boy, if he's too tired. Yeah. Huh? So they follow the dog. They almost fall in a hole. They get to a house in the woods. It's got this Viking lady who's also on the cover. Um, she says, oh, you want the lost legend? You have to go through some challenges tomorrow. You'll sleep here tonight. Oh, also here is my dog boy, uh, Luca. And she has this literal, it looks like weasel, I assume from the new suicide from squad the description. Movie. It sounds exactly like weasel. It sounds like weasel. Squad. It's a human yes. person naked covered in fur. Yeah. And I'm imagining with big stupid eyes and like a fucking, yeah, like feral dog boy. Tongue sticking Ugh. out and shit. And then she's like, you're going to go with Luca tomorrow. To the, He's going to help you through the challenges. Do not lose Luca. They go into the forest. Well, they wake up and the house is gone. And they well, go. Well, first they wake up feeling like P. Diddy. Yeah. Yes. They, they started from the bottom and now they're here. And they go into the forest. They come upon like a grove of white trees. And Luca goes missing. And all of a sudden there's all these nuts, these nutshells on the ground, like walnuts on the ground. And they start hearing noise and they start cracking open and they start being attacked by mice. Mice are living inside of these fucking walnuts. Mice have just hatched out of walnuts. Mice hatch out of these walnuts. They start attacking the kids. They're crawling all over them. There's like hundreds of them. And the kids find out that these mice are robots. They turn them off. <laughs> they save some. They put them in their backpack. They run away. They go to the next area. They fall in some water. They get stuck. And then they hear a big booming noise. And out of a forest comes sphinx-sized cats. Two enormous cats, like 
house-sized cats, Clifford cats. House cats. House cats (laughs) come and start playing with the kids like they're going to eat them. One of them almost does eat a kid, and then they use the robot mice to get away. So they they escape the cats. They find the house again. They discover that the Viking lady is actually a wind-up doll. (laughs) With a big wind-up thing sticking out her back that they didn't notice. And that Luca, the dog boy, is like, he lives in the forest, and he makes people go through these challenges because his family takes care of all of these relics and treasures and they have to pass a challenge to get what they want. He gives the kid the treasure that they want. They get back to their dad because this all really happened. You think it's going to be a dream for the most part. Yeah, no, because after that first fake out, you're like, okay, so this is all bullshit. It's all, but, but jokes on you. Jokes on you. It's not. They find their dad. They open it up. They find out that the guy Luca gave them the wrong treasure. It's an egg. They go back. They give him the egg. He tells They're like, them to, what the fuck is this? They, he tells them to go to a certain location. They find like a tribe of like, like shitty looking people <laughs> and in the woods. And they're like, hey, we want the lost legend. They're just like, sure. And they give it to them. And then the people just leave. They open up the chest. They read the top line of the lost legend, which is those who have the lost legend are lost themselves. And the book ends with them just reading that and being like, oh, we, we don't know where we're at now. We're lost period the end in the book that's it that was that was if you can decipher a plot that was it this book made no this is one of the most like this is the one of the worst books i probably ever read (laughs) i can agree pretty bad wasn't it curse across the board and not even like it just makes no sense this book makes no sense and even if it i mean there's no plot for it to make sense yeah like there's just a series of unhinged events. Yeah. That seem to bear very little relation to each other. There's literally a part where there are two enormous house-sized, two-story house-sized cats. And that part goes on for like 10 chapters. That's like 10 chapters. It's a lot of chapters. It's more chapters than you're thinking, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah. Everything that happens because so little happens, the only challenges they go through are the mice and the cats. That's it. Yep. That's that's chapter, and that doesn't happen until chapter 20. Yeah. So what happens Imagine before that. chapter 20? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely check shit, nothing. This book was bad. This book has made me madder at R.L. Stein than I thought possible. I am no longer sorry about being mad at R.L. Stein. Yeah. I will come at this motherfucker to his face now. This is inexcusable. Inexcusable. This is bullshit of the it's highest bad, order. How dare he you? Did a, he did a bad job. He did a bad so job. To he say has it. wronged did, us. He did a really bad job. Yeah. Um, so... Counterpoint. Yeah. <laughs> this book is amazing. This book is really good. Maybe, maybe our, maybe our problems <laughs> were approaching this uh, book too rigidly. Maybe it's a story about stories and therefore it's, it can't, maybe, maybe we can't, maybe, maybe the way we're criticizing it is the point. <laughs> well, that, I think. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is maybe halfway through this, we're going to break character and be like, and that's how we were going to talk. Right. <laughs> Until we discovered that it was a work of pure genius. That's that's possible. This is, this is you know what? I always thought R.L. Stein was kind of a cookie cutter author. I think this book proves maybe beyond the shadow of a doubt that he's more of a David Lynch yes. than I thought. One thing that I think actually what Joe was saying kind of makes... Like resonates don't you, with don't me. you, no, don't you fucking do that too. I'm just saying that. This is why I hate PhDs. 
this is like supreme postmodern irony, right? To have it is oh boy, it's right? like that, isn't it? Right, Jeff. Yes. Now hold on here. Yes. You have a story that, in its very existence, exemplifies all of the ways in which a story is not a story. You see what I'm saying? That's <laughs> Jeff. Wow. Did you hear that? It's pretty good. <laughs> this book is bad, but it's bad because it's. Good. So smart. Have you thought maybe that maybe that climate change is good? Yeah. Have you thought that maybe climate change is a, really a genius in disguise? Maybe the reason why you don't like climate change, Jeff, is because when you look at climate change, it reminds you of you. You ever oh, think of that? Shit. Reminds you, you ever think of that, Jeff? It, it leaves mm. me with a sense of unease, much like this book, and I'm just not brave enough to confront those feelings. It is hard. That's I will tell right. you, postmodern stuff is fucking scary. It's like finding it's like finding proof of God in reading this book because now my whole life view has changed. Yeah, and you've seen the face of God, and it's fucking scarred you for life. You can't go back from that. You no. can't. You can't unknow what this book tells you. No, you cannot. And now everything else that I consume is fucking garbage. Right. Now, it is trash, isn't it? God, all these things that I used to like that had like a plot and like, I don't know, the very basic fundamentals of storytelling. Now all I see are the strings and all I see is just the set dressing. Now all I see is just fucking bullshit affectation and bullshittery when really we should be embracing the chaos. Yes, chaos. Yes. Arl Stein, much like the Joker, is an agent of chaos. Yes, he is the embodiment of chaos. This book is his Joker. This is his dance this on the is, steps. Oh, man, Jeff, it's his Joker. It is, right? <laughs> wow, sir. Jeff, I can't believe it. You've, got, you've cracked it. Jeff, you've cracked the code. One of the things that I said like a while ago... One of the things that happens, like when you're in, when you've studied fucking English and taken English classes for so long, the very fundamentals of storytelling, like, are, are kind of just like taken as given at a at a certain level, um, and you don't have to like fixate on you know analyzing story structure or how how you give a character dimension like those things you, you you cover those early on and then you move on but this book forces you to go back to those very basics to explain why it is horrible and i resent the fuck out of it yeah that is what happens isn't it huh it kind of it it forces you in in no uncertain terms to like re-question what you what it is you think yeah books is yeah what is books and what is books do make me mad yeah make you mad <laughs> is the answer yeah so this we hate this book right <laughs> like we hate this book i don't know it's growing on me <laughs> you know we do I mean? hate it yeah <laughs> um do we want to get into some specifics of this book? I don't know if you guys I have some stuff written down. Oh yeah. I don't know what you guys all have. I mean, I I have a lot of quibbles. Oh, Daniel always has a lot of quibbles. I am the quibble master. Yeah. I don't remember much from it. So, I mean, like I'm going to trust you guys, you'll, but I, I honestly do not remember much from this book. You'll get you'll get your memory jogged you as will. we go through it, okay. I think. And, and all I, right. I, I'll trust you on this one because I I really I cannot stress this enough. I found this one to be <laughs> uh, 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 offensively terrible. Yes. Like it was, 
It was unreadable. All jokes aside, like this book is confounding. No, 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 not all jokes. Okay, a few Fun. jokes. We want to keep those. Some jokes aside. Keep some jokes. But this, you, I, I was, we, you, you read this book and you have to stop and be like, what is, what is, what am I reading? It just, it's like reading nonsense. It really, okay, because can I, that's perfect segue into just like a little nugget that exemplifies that kind of like. Give us some of that nonsense, Danielle. So this is the very end of chapter five when they see El Doggo for the first time. And this is, this is the, the narrator's inner monologue. Okay. I held my breath and took another step and saw the creature, a dog, a big dog, tall, like a shepherd, only with long white fur. The white fur shimmered like silver under the misty moonlight. The dog had its head lowered. He sniffed the ground. As I stared at the animal, he raised his head and turned to me and started to wag his tail. I love dogs. <laughs> I love I've dogs. I always love dogs. I love, I love them, though. <laughs> I love dogs. No, no. That, this is, maybe it's an important detail. Maybe that's, maybe. Now, hold on. It's important he likes dogs because that explains why he decided to go along with it. Not just because like this makes the me story think that had he, to happen. This makes me think he's trying too hard to make us believe he loves dogs because he says, I love dogs. He thinks I love dogs. And then then the, then the next line, I've always loved dogs. What are you trying to hide? Yeah. <laughs> I love dogs. You're a, you're a dog killer, aren't you? <laughs> just, uh, but I, I try to think about my inner monologue when I see a dog. Because usually when I see a dog, I do think to myself, I love dogs. Yes, but there's also the aspect of the narration, which is just the dog <laughs> lowered its head. Then it raised its head. Then it wagged its tail. This is quality narration. <laughs> and everyone should be taking notes. Dog licked its lips. I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh. Dog tongue is out. Dog tongue, tongue is, is out. out. Dog tongue is out. Oh, everybody. Dog licking butt. Okay. Oh, licking butt. All right. Tongue and butt. All right. That <laughs> the narration, the internal monologue. A lot of it is, is kind of like that. a lot of it's great. A lot of it's really good. <laughs> That's <laughs> the the whole beginning. The whole beginning part of this book. What was that? Chapter five. That was yep. Chapter five. So that's when they're like in. That's when they're in camp. They're like camping in the woods. So I think, and I don't think we stress this enough when we did our synopsis. I need, I need you, the listener, to understand. This book begins with one, a, a two-chapter fake-out. <laughs> two chapters worth of absolutely nothing. Nothingness. Yeah. Just a waste of time. Yep. Um, it begins with dad and two kids camping in the middle of the forest in Europe. And the kids found out while they were walking through the forest earlier that day why they were there. Yeah. So they got on a plane. <laughs> they, they, without asking any questions, kids their dad pack your was bags. like, pack Where are your we bags. Going? And they're like, we've been on this plane for a really long time. And he's like, yeah, what? yeah, yeah, shut up. Just watch a movie. Are we going to Disneyland, Dad? Yeah. No, never. Sure. Yeah, sure. It literally, Euro Disney, yeah. It is the laziest setup to where they don't tell you anything it's literally like the kids and the dad are in the forest they they just found out why they're there they're they're camped in the middle of like the fucking woods in a tent not and with other people i will tell you this much i i love my parents <laughs> but if they were to put me on a plane for 11 hours 
and then hike me way deep into some strange forest and strike up a tent, I would know that I was going to die. I would know that they had taken me there to kill me. And there's just no other possible explanation for that kind of behavior. But it, it, the opening is so, it just wants to get to the kid's I don't even know what the book wants to get to because no. because no. It, it skips over any any explanation as to like how they got there. Why is it mom here? Why did he bring the kids with him? He's, yeah. Dad seems to be very irritated with them the entire oh, yeah. time. Dad is annoyed as fuck, which is also, again, huge red flags that he's about to murder them. Yeah. It, it, is, the, it is the weirdest. So yeah, and I'll, let me read you, the ch- I'll read you what it says. So in chapter four... Um, we get an explanation as to what the dad is. Uh, the dad is, is his all internal monologue. My dad is Richard Clark. This is chapter four. For me, it's page uh, one, two, three, chapter four, page four pages in the chapter four. Okay. Uh, my dad is Richard Clark. Maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> he's, Fuck a, you. he's a very famous writer, storyteller, and story collector. Dad travels. Um, <laughs> have you heard of my dad? Um, yes. Uh, I like dog. Have you heard of my dad? <laughs> love dads i've always loved dads (laughs) dad travels all over the world searching for stories all kinds of stories then he puts them in books so he all kinds (laughs) of books (laughs) he must have had his child write this my dad goes to other cultures steals their stories and sells it in a book that he puts it out in it's called imperialism and white supremacy you might have heard no daniel they're in europe it's fine it's full of white people it's full of yeah that would be called orientalism (laughs) Then he puts them in books. He has published 10 books of stories and he goes all over the country telling some of the stories he has hunted down. He has been on a lot of exciting trips. God, it just doesn't stop. (laughs) But this one was, this one was special. It's like spinning its wheels for so long. He brought Marissa and me to Europe to the, to this forest in the tiny country of Brovania (laughs) because of a very special search. Dad had kept the whole thing a surprise but he told us about it as we made our way through the forest that morning. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. Surprise? It, it's, it's, <laughs> there's, you didn't have to put that in there. You could just be like, we knew we were coming. Yeah. Like wh- you didn't, why, why were you deliberately making this not go anywhere? And he says, we're coming to Bravania, search for the lost legend. The lost legend is a very old manuscript. It's said to be hidden away in a silver chest. Well, that's important. And they're going to find it. That's what that's. So it's not until chapter four that we kind of get like what the actual plot is. Yeah. Finally, we got a little indication of an actual, an actual factual plot. Some yeah. yes. Plot like event. And in that same chapter, it goes on to say the ancient manuscript. Plot like is about <laughs> right. Isn't it? Plot adjacent. Yes. Uh, the ancient manuscript of the lost legend is worth a fortune. He replied, the whole world is curious about it. The whole world wants to read it because no one knows who wrote it or what it's about. Then how does anyone know Wait, about would, it? How, a, how do you know about it in that case? And B, how do you want to read it if you don't know what it's about or who wrote it? Like, what's how would the, anyone have heard of it? Yeah, that's yes. like, it's I, who, who, who has been spilling the beans? The, 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 the thing that this entire story relies on, which is the search for this story that no one knows what it is, but everyone wants it and they don't even know the title of it. It's just the lost legend. Yeah. 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 
why, why, what do you think made him write? What did he read or watch or listen to that prompted him to write this? I feel like this is like a combination of like he, he was on, he had a fever and he was on some kind of like cold medication and he was like in and out of, out of fever dreams while watching White Fang followed by (laughs) Indiana Jones followed by Aristocats and, uh, Aristocats got in the mix, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, these are all Disney properties, so I just, I just, I just well, it's his comfort. It's his comfort shows and movies to watch. Yeah, when you have a fever, say. what do you watch? Disney. Aristoc- Aristocats. 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 Yeah. That one didn't age very well, huh? No. 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 Sadly. You know what did age pretty well? Um, cats can't dance. What? Yeah. The hell is that? Cats can't dance. Cats can't dance. You haven't seen that movie? Cats can't dance. What are you talking about, Joe? It's an animated movie. It's got cats in it <laughs> who also sing dance? and dance, but they wear clothes like people. Well, wait, no, no, hold on, <laughs> Jeff. You just said they lot. couldn't dance. So which is it? Yeah. That's the that's that's the thing. I say. I guess I spoiled it. You <sighs> find out they can actually dance. They can dance. Oh fuck me. It's like Footloose for cats. <laughs> cat oh, loose. Jeff, Paul loose. I, I can't fucking believe you. <laughs> to me and Danielle. <laughs> Jeff, I can't fucking believe you. Yep. Never have I been so betrayed. This was, I was lied to. I was patently deceived. Okay. Well, get used to it, baby. It's gonna keep coming. Joe, Joe, do you remember anything from the beginning that stands out to you? <laughs> this is asking you this I just question. want to talk for a minute about the blue seal. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about the very opening a little bit? Yeah. Okay, give me, give me a second. Let me find it. Um, I, just want to, I just want to talk a little bit about the blue seal. So they, they, this is our misdirect where they, they are like, oh, we're in the, uh, you know, like, whoa, oh, geez. Oh no. There's a, uh, 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 a wild animal, uh, by our campsite. What is it? Oh, oh, it's a, it's a, a seal. It's a, it's a blue blue. seal and, and they follow it. Right. And then we get this, right. So it's like, uh, this is where he gets page seven. Oh, wow, Marissa gasped. She saw it, too. It's important. In the center of the small blue lake, the small lake, they both saw a creature sitting on a large chunk of ice. It had its head lowered, staring back at them. A sea lion. A blue sea lion. It's the one Dad is looking for, Justin cried. He stepped up beside his sister. They both stared in amazement at the magical creature. The only blue sea lion in the world, Marissa murmured. A creature from a myth. No one even believes it's real. He had brought us all the way from Antarctica to search for this creature. And so they're looking at it. It's a sea lion that's blue. Why is it blue? Who cares? Um, Because what happens next is a deep rumble, low at first, then louder. Page eight. Where is it coming from? The sea lion. (laughs) Did it roar? No, they heard it again. Thunder beneath them. At this time, the ground shook. Oh, a frightened cry escaped his throat. What's happening, Marissa cried. The ice cracked all around and the ground split open. Uh, The blue sea lion faded into the distance and they floated away, bobbing and saying, uh, swaying, floating out to sea. So they see the sea lion. They're floating along. Oh, the start of the next chapter is what happens next, Dad? You forgot the part where Arl Stein drowns an entire team of sled dogs. They did. He did let those sled dogs. They drown. fall into the, the ice. Do- you know what? The dogs howled, <laughs> drowning out the sound of the cracking ice. 
They did. They those dogs died. Those dogs died. I love. I love dogs, but those dogs are dead. Thank, thank you, Danielle. Yes, yeah. Arlstein killed a bunch of dogs. <laughs> and then and then it gets to, it turns out that was just a boring story that he was telling to his kids. And then th- this chapter, I can't, listen. <laughs> this book has a lot of chapters that are like a page long. And, and this is one of them because the, this next chapter, chapter three, ends with, uh, dad's like, I'm not going to read it. Anymore. Don't tell you anymore. This bullshit story. Go to bed. And then, and then Justin's like, oh, okay. And then he goes, Justin, do me a favor. Turn it off. No problem. Page 12. I leaned forward and reached for the lantern. My hand bumped it, knocked it off the table. And in seconds, the tent was ablaze with orange and yellow flames. It turns out you shouldn't soak your tent in kerosene. And then what well, happens? Shut up, Danielle. Cause here's what happens next. <laughs> Chapter four. Uh, luckily, the flames had only caught one wall. I have a good imagination. I instantly pictured us surrounded by fire. So, so all so we got thirteen pages into this book. Nothing. This story has been three different things, and they've all added up to absolutely jack. And, and and now at this point, you go pretty deep in the paint for me to mm-hmm. just like not know what's what happening what's happening who who I who who I'm supposed to root for who I like yep. are these kids real is dad real what's real is this just real life is this make believe <laughs> it takes ni- I, I wrote down it takes 19 pages yeah to find out what the actual plot is sure do that's too much for an R.L. Stein book that's a fifth of the book. Yes. This book is only like 130 pages long, man. So, so I, I don't remember much, <laughs> but I did remember that. And the reason why I remembered it is because it was about that time that I emotionally was like, I'm not willing. I'm not here for this. I am not participating in this. I can't. I, I can't. And I, I, I tried. <laughs> yeah. I really did. I, I kind of remembered some things. Yeah. But I at that point, my brain was just like, I'm just going to let your eyes pass over this for a while, and then you can put it down. This whole book is <laughs> nothing but, like, fake outs. Yes. With no, like... With the, no consequence. The, the first story, What's fake what? out. The fire, fake out. Um, at one point, he falls in a hole, what they think they call the bottomless hole. It's not. It's fake out. They get to... The lady, they think she's going to hurt them. Fake out. The biggest surprise in this book was that everything that happened actually happened. Yes, that is true. Because it's Well, Jeff, now <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I thought... I don't know. Let me, let, me, let me tell you one thing real quick. And I have, I have a section to read early on that I can kind of attach to it. So we don't, we, we're, not just, we're not just blindly ripping at this book. You you get through a few pages of this book, you're just like the the twist is none of this has to ha- actually have happened. The, everything happening is too ridiculous, and everything is a fake out, so nothing happens, so it can't be real because literally nothing just happened. And and you're like, so what's it going to be at the end? And there's a point in the book, and I told Danielle this when we read it. It's chap- end of chapter seven, going into chapter eight, where I was like. Oh, that's what, here it is. Uh, <laughs> here's, the here it is. Here's, here's, when, the here's the turn. And at this point, we're going to look back and be like, ah, that's where things from this point forward didn't happen. 
it was a dream or it was, a, or it was another story that someone was telling them. The dad was telling them a third story that had them in it, something. And what it is is uh, dad's asleep. Silver dog comes up and is like, follow me, follow me, kids, follow your nose. <laughs> follow your nose. Follow your nose. And Justin is like, Let's do it. I want let's let's, let's follow, follow the dogs. Let's follow, follow the dogs. Dogs into the woods with no flashlight. Let's follow this dubs. fucking dogs in the pitch black forest at night in Brovania in, in Europe. We're Americans. These are all good choices we are making. And and he's like, I want to go. And Marissa is sort of supposed to be the the sibling that's like the grounded one. Like, no, we're not going to go. It's dangerous. Um, and, and Justin says, Marissa, please, this is the last page of chapter seven. Marissa, please, I begged, no more stories. Silver Dog is getting away. But, but she sputtered, Dad wouldn't want us to go wandering off on our own in the forest. You know he wouldn't. We'll be in real trouble. What if we found the lost legend, I replied. Then what? Then we wouldn't be in trouble, would we? No, no way, Marissa protested, folding her arms over her chest. We can't go. No way, Justin. I sighed and shook my head. I guess you're right, I said softly. Let's let the dog go on its way. Let's get some sleep. I put my hand on her shoulder and led her back to the tent, right? So I was like, okay. And you're like, okay, so this dumb fuckery is done now. And then first cha- first sentence in chapter eight, are you crazy, Marissa <laughs> cried? She spun away from me. We can't let the dog get away. It may lead us <laughs> right to the... <laughs> we can't let the... Okay, Jeff, now I'm back in it. We can't let the dog get away. <laughs> we have to... He's going to lead us to the lost legend. <laughs> like what, Marissa? Turns on a fucking dime. Goddamn. <laughs> fucking two-faced Marissa. At that point, I was like... Oh, it's gonna be like that. From that point forward, none, nothing is, nothing is happening. This is all because, fake. Yeah, you would think that such a dramatic and obviously like out of character shift would would be handled with a little bit more eloquence. You'd think yeah. that there would be a point. But in my head, I was like, ah, so they did go back to the tent, and everything after that that's being told is like them making it up or Which is whatever. Very plausible plot choice. That's a the, the, hey hey this plot is very valid. This is yeah. an extremely valid plot. Um yeah that and it doesn't everything that happens in the book is a thing that happens in the book. It all happens in the world of the book is that these kids experience all this stuff. Uh, I would love it. That was a weird sentence, Jeff. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to go <laughs> everything back. That happens in this book happens in the no, book. No, 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 no. Keep it in. I just want you to know that what you just said, that everything that happens in this book happens in this book. <laughs> that's what's so postmodern about it, man. Yeah, that's it makes you question. You can't even the world talk about book. it. Yeah, can't even talk. God damn it. You're right. Yeah. I would fuck. Yeah. I would love, I would love it because this book is so splintered. It's hard to like find one thing. I would love it if somebody could read the description of Luca. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes. What page is that on? I we gotta find it. I think it's chapter. Uh, chapter fourteen, I believe. Fourteen. Oh, oh, Jesus okay, Christ! It, it takes forever it. to get any. Okay, so end of chapter thirteen, going into chapter fourteen, yes. the kids find themselves with Viking lady. Yes. And whose name is what's her name? Ivana. 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 God damn. Sex name. <laughs> Ivana sex you. At the end, and they're they're with her, and they're like, she's like, have some soup. We're going to model you to challenge. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Guys, I'm sorry. I just want you to know I accidentally turned the page and saw the phrase large nuts in its front paws. (laughs) What did I say? (laughs) Called it. So so in chapter 13, like the last page of chapter 13 is where we get the first first inkling of Luca. And then it goes to chapter 14 with the actual description. And somebody, Daniel, do you want to read that? I will do that. So... This is the end of chapter 13. And this is after, by the way, another fake out when Ivana's like, the soup is poison that you're eating, you dumb fuckers. 
And, and then she's like, ha, 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 ha. No, it's not. It's fine. That's yeah. a joke. It's a joke. It was in my, in in my country. In where my you country, are, this is joke. Where you are right now, where is, you are is, is joke land. Pr- is practically joke. <laughs> is all joke here? In Brovania, all we do is lie and joke. Lie and joke is same thing to us. <laughs> in Brovania, joke make you. <laughs> my joke. It's my, it's joke. <laughs> <laughs> my joke. My <laughs> joke. <laughs> so, <clears throat> and then a wild creature covered in black fur scrabbled into the room on all fours. Scrabble. Scrabble. That's what it says. <laughs> it says scrabbled. <laughs> like it was playing the game. Snarling. It cast its bulging black eyes around the room. Then it snapped its jagged teeth. And with a hoarse growl. Nay. Nay. <laughs> God, we're fucking hack. <laughs> This is what we've been reduced to by this book. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, leaped to attack me. I uttered a scream and tried to dodge out of the way. My chair fell and I fell with it. Both go down together. We both go down together. Zabadabadoo-wah. <laughs> Bullet with butterfly wings or something. The chair clattered noisily onto the floorboards. I landed on my side. I tried to roll away. But the snarling creature sank its teeth into my leg. Ow! I shrieked. Over my cry, I heard Ivana's booming shouts. Down, Luca! Get down! Off, Luca! Get off! The wild creature gurgled. It let go of my leg. And I backed away, breathing hard. And now here is the description. And here is Luca. As I scrambled to my feet, I stared at the panting creature. What page are we on? This is, this is, this is the first page of chapter four, 14. Yes, 14. Oh, okay, got it. This is, and also just so you don't know, really think about what Danielle's about yes, to say. Really to you. imagine, really what, imagine is, what is being described. This is the, dis- this is the description. Imagine of this, this creature, this. which also just bit. Yes, it was also just had his <laughs> teeth in your leg. Just bit just, just got him. Yeah. It had a man's face. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm picturing, you know, Alice in Wonderland when the baby turns out to be a pig and it's really disturbing? It's oh, like that. No. It had a man's face (laughs) hunched on its hind legs. It almost looked human, except that it was covered in thick black fur. And then a little bit of a little bit of la la la. And Ivana's like, oh, yeah, he was brought up by wolves. He was fought up by wolves. But he's a good boy, aren't you, Luca? Luca nodded. His tongue hung out of his open mouth. I like dog. He panted like a dog. (laughs) Ivana petted his long, shaggy hair. And also remember, this woman is a wind-up doll. Yes, she is a robot. <laughs> she is like okay, the ballerina in the music box. <laughs> and Luca runs around variously on all fours and on all twos. Is that, am I remembering that right? I think he gets on his hind legs probably on occasion. When you have a begging strip and he, you're like, Luca, stand. And, and, he, you, and he dances for you. Yeah, you get a begging strip, Luca. There yeah. you go. And he's like, ar, 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 ar. This, this, this is a nightmare creature. This is horrific. <laughs> this is terrifying. This is Wolf Girl from fucking Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. It had the face of a man. It nope. had the face of no a thanks. man. But it was a dog. That's Luca. That's Luca. That's Luca. Yeah. <laughs> He's just there. He's just, yeah, he's just there. The, and, kids, uh, the kids take this all 
Oh, pretty very much in, in stride. In stride. <laughs> not even batting an eyelash. They take everything in stride. They are just like, okay. And also just know that, yeah, they're like, oh, he got he got bit by the leg. You're like, oh, this is a dog. No, it's a dude. It's <laughs> this, a dude. This dude just dude bit your just leg. Bit you. Luca turns out to be the maestro, the mm-hmm. man behind the curtain. He is. He's the, he's the fucking genius. Yeah. He's the one who made Ivana. Yeah, he made Ivana. And all these robot rats. Yeah. And, and the cats, I guess. Because, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No questions, no follow-ups. Yeah. And so that's Luca. That's Luca. And they follow him to the forest of mice first, eggs. The first challenge. Um, mice did, nuts. did you want to maybe dive into the... The mice nuts? <laughs> mice nuts. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's only like four things that happen. So it's like, we're just going to go into each of those four things. Oh, all right. Oh, God. Fuck. <laughs> so they, they're, now they're this in the challenge. Shut up, Jeff. This is page 59. They're in challenge mode. They're trying to beat the VR challenge so they can go and fight Metal Gear Rex or whatever. <laughs> they're in the woods. They're doing the challenge. This is where we get to. Um, my boots crunched over. This is page 59, chapter 15, I think it is. 16? 15, 15, yeah. My boots crunched over the ground as I followed Luca across the grass. I looked down to see what made the crunching sound and discovered that the ground was covered with... Nuts. <laughs> large brown nuts. <laughs> I picked one up. Check this out, I called the Marissa. I turned and saw that she had picked up two of them. God damn it, Marissa. One at a time. Shit. They're bigger than eggs, she declared. <laughs> I never saw nuts this big. She says walnuts. They feel so hot, I exclaimed. <laughs> I guess it's from the sun beating down on them. <laughs> that harsh European sun. That forest sun. Marissa's cry made me look up. I saw gray creatures scamper across the clearing. At first, I thought it was a dog or a very large cat. I like dog. I like dogs a lot. Then I realized it was a squirrel and carried one of the large it carried one of the large nuts in its front paws. And it hopped quickly towards the trees, its bushy gray tail floating behind it like a pennant. I turned and Luca let out a horse cry. Nay. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, I saw him stand up straight. I saw his eyes go wild with excitement. And uh, he let out another cry, leaned forward, and started to chase after the squirrel. <laughs> no, Luca. Bad Luca. He's chasing after it like a toddler. He's chasing after a squirrel. Yes. While going like, this is all, again, remember, (laughs) grown ass man (laughs) understands power dynamics. This is a power move that he's doing. (laughs) Let's see. They they follow him a while. They're trying to get lost. Chapter 17, Um, I think is what I'm saying. Is this still 17? Yeah, yeah. Everything takes five chapters to happen. But every chapter is 40 words, so it it pairs down. The, the earth is cracking open. That was my first thought. I pictured the ground splitting apart. Page 66. A dark hole uh, opening up and Marissa and me falling down into it. The pit with no bottom. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, I gazed down. The ground hadn't split open. Oh, an in-chapter fake out. At least oh, I didn't break the chapter man, there. Oh, man, you got me. Um, what's happening? Marissa cried, still holding on to me. That sound. The cracking grew louder, rising up from the ground. Now it sounded as if all the trees were cracking apart. The grass swayed and bent. Now this is our now remember Goosebumps in theory is a horror series. This is this is our this is horror. Mm-hmm. 
the grass swayed and bent. It's the nuts. <laughs> How many times have we said that? I, I covered my ears against the sound and stared at the nuts <coughs> cracking open, splitting apart. Gross. Um, and we stared at amazement as we saw <laughs> a bunch of mice <laughs> run out of the nuts. <laughs> they're not nuts. They're eggs. Marissa wailed. Page 68. But mice don't come from eggs! <laughs> Which is what they say. Mice exactly don't come from <laughs> Trying to work out the the logistics. <laughs> Trying to figure out what the fuck. So, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm willing to suspend my disbelief only so much. It's a story about stories. Yes, it's a story. Well, well, okay. All right, all right, all right. If, Jeff, if we're really going to do this, it's a story about <laughs> stories. If we're really going to fucking do this. Oh, boy. Strap in. It's, it's fucking nonsense. <laughs> it's, it's beyond nonsensical. Because, the, like, you're, you're, he's doing everything he possibly can to make this story inaccessible. <laughs> like, yes. everything that happens to in it is ridiculous. Just when you think that you have like suspended belief for the final time. Like, and he does, I mean, like in, in a weird way, he kind of teaches you this in the first three chapters that like between chapters, it's very likely a different book entirely. And nothing will make sense. Nothing will make sense. So in a weird way, in sort of like a reader response way, <laughs> We are, we have found the lost legend. We are ourselves culpable. We are the lost ones. We are the, we are the faceless chorus. We were so foolish as to seek out this story. The story makes me feel lost. Like if you like, okay, like, um, I, I sort of don't remember this part very well, but I feel <laughs> like at the end there was like a faceless chorus of people who were like here. Yeah. Basically. That's us. Yeah. That's us. us. And if you notice when they do that, the book almost immediately ends. Because yeah. that's the end of our story. We've played our part. We've played our part. So, like, this this book is trying, like, a fucking Olipo experiment <laughs> to be this infinitely recursive thing. Yes. That's just, like, when you're in it, you have no fucking clue what's happening. And yes. the only way it stops is if you give it away. That, 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 so, so the idea of this story as like an like the story, it's th okay. It's <laughs> not. I'm breathe. It's I need you to breathe. Take a take That's a breath. It. It's not. It's it's not a story about stories. That's actually wrong. Okay. It's not a story about a story. Go on. That's also very wrong. It it literally is the. The act of you reading it and you reacting to it—that's the actual story. It's visceral. It's a it's a visceral. It's it's decentering the experience of narrative from the text to the reader. That's right. It is. It is just like if a story came at you hard, with no mercy, and just started spitfiring shit at you. This is Mr. Toad's wild ride. This is Mr. Toad's wild ride. I, I think the issue and where I, I get the disconnect for myself personally is that I'm more flummoxed than the characters experiencing the things in the book. Yeah, I'm more lost than they are. 
Is that the real irony? It it really is just like no one's reacting to any of this. And it's because it's not like sort of, oh, like bad stuff's happening in a Goosebumps book and the characters are kind of reacting in the way you sort of expect. But they're, you, they're, they're not acting like people. No, no. They're, they're not. They have no characterization either. Nope. And, and kind of like what I said with that one side where it's like, oh, Marissa's like the one who's going to stay and She's be chill. And then on a dime, it's just like, no, fuck that. She has no character. Now she's just going to be like, let's go. She's going to do whatever the narrative needs her to do in that particular moment. Like these kids literally are 12 and 11 and they're fighting off an army of robot rats. Yeah. That they came out of eggs. That have an on-off switch. That have an on-off switch. Fortunately for them. And I think that's the issue is that why I was so exhausted is that no one in the book was as exhausted as I was. God, uh, no one else was as outraged as I was. <laughs> there is no no one. There is no one else in this story. Th- these aren't characters. This is Michael Douglas in the game. <laughs> this is this <laughs> is <Michael> yes. <laughs> it's. i've never heard you so like stammering before (laughs) trying to explain something because because well this is this is but this is why this is why (laughs) it's because like when i when i was in when i was in school yes this was this is the shit you did to fuck around when you were in creative writing class, this was the shit you did when you were goofing off. This is when you had to like, you all collectively wrote a story as a class. Like you would write a sentence and pass it to your neighbor. Yes, yes. Or, or, or your, your teacher's like, all right, fucking write a story that's, that's 10 pages, but it's one <laughs> sentence. You know, it's like, let's put some, let's put this on hard mode. Let's see what we could do here. You know, like, 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 and, and like exercises that were really more like games, if that sort of makes like, sense. It's like an improv game that went on way too long. Yeah. It's like an improv game where the audience is calling out, like, give me a place. Provania. <laughs> this should have stayed in the drafts. I'm sorry. RL should have stayed in the drafts. <laughs> So do we want to just get to the end of the stupid book? Yes, for God's sake. I don't know what else we have else to talk about. There's like, I've given this so much more than it deserves. Yeah. Let's go to the Luca reveal because that. Yeah, let's do the Luca reveal and then we'll just wrap up what actually happens at the end of the book, which we've already talked about in the synopsis, yeah. but we have done. Yeah. So let me find where that is at. What kind of voice are you going to give Luca? Uh, oh, he's going to, uh, you'll see. After all this, the cats, the bats, the rats. The rats. <laughs> Wish I was exaggerating. The water, silver dog, the blue, the blue fucking sea lion. After all that, um, the kids get back to Ivana's. They're like, I guess we won, I suppose. Twenty chapter twenty six. Um, first of all, they find Ivana. Marissa, look, I instructed. She came a couple steps closer. We both stared at the metal object poking out of the back of Ivana's dress, a large metal key. <laughs> I worked to my courage and crept up behind Ivana, my heart pounding. It's a wind up key, I stammered. Marissa opened her mouth. I took the key in both hands and turned it in one click. Ivana's, Ivana's head bobbed up, then fell back <laughs> on the table. Yeah, it's a wind up key. Ivana. Fuck, it's a wind <laughs> Ivana isn't real, I told her. She's God, kind- this fucking thing. How do they not know? I can't. I can't. <laughs> I told her swallowing again. She's some kind of dummy or puppet or something. Ivana isn't real either. But here's the thing that's also weird. Ivana's hands had dropped to the floor at, to, to the floor at her sides. I reached down and grabbed one of them. It felt soft and spongy, stuffed with cotton or something. <laughs> right? Because, yes, cotton does give the impression of flesh, I have found. So they, they just realize Ivana's some sort of sex doll. Some kind of sex bot. 
for Luca, the dog man. And then a, a page later, at the end of chapter 26, then suddenly the dog's ears perked up. He raised his head, his eyes flashed excitedly. This is Silver Dog. I heard a sharp growl behind me from the door. Hey, I spun around as the door swung open, and a growling, snarling creature burst in. Luca! <laughs> his eyes moved hungrily from me to Marissa. A pleased grin spread over his face. Again, face of a man, body yep. of a werewolf, basically. Apparently now looking very hungry. Face of a man, body, body of, of a, a werewolf. Heart of a hero. <laughs> mind of, of Steve Jobs, I guess. Yes, mind of Steve Jobs. Jesus Christ, if R.L. Stein is pretty fast and loose with roboticists. Yeah. <laughs> he does not know anything about robots. Luca tossed back his long hair with a shake of his head. He opened his mouth in a long And howl. a Coors Light. <laughs> Silver bullet. <laughs> he leaped into the center of the room, tossed back his head in a roar, and hurtled toward us. Lucas, stop, I beg. Don't hurt us. Chapter 727. Lucas grin faded. He lowered his arms. He narrowed his dark eyes at me. I'm, I'm not going to hurt you, he said softly. Marissa and I stared back at him in shock. You, you can talk, I stammered. He nodded. Yes, I can talk. And the first thing I want to say is congratulations. <laughs> smile returned. Good job, partner. Well done. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Well done, you. Congratulations to both of you. Lucas said warmly, you passed the test. There was a, so, so there was a dog. Yes. That led them to Ivana, and Ivana had a second dog, which was a man who planned the whole thing. Yeah, and Ivana was a doll herself. Yes. Just keep, just, hey, the, just, this, this just onion has so many out. fucking yeah. layers. And then just wait till you hear what happens to Luca. Like a like an onion, Luca peeled a long strip of fur <laughs> off his arm. And <laughs> he pulled the fur from around his neck. I'm, I'm happy to get this stuff off, he said, <laughs> peeling more fur from around his arm. It's so alt nichey, especially when you're running around like a wild man in the forest. I'm very confused. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> right? Finally, something I can understand. Marissa nodded. Ivana isn't real, Lucas shook his head. No, no, she isn't. I built her myself, just as I built all the creatures you found in my fantasy forest. Capitalized. <laughs> it's a test. So many people come here in the forest. Uh, no one believes in a wild wolf man runs the fantasy forest. <laughs> it makes it so easy for me to watch everyone and see how they do on my test. Uh, okay. So he's a, just a dude. Weird, weird premise, but okay. it's a Willy Wonka esque situation. Yes. Like this is you. You didn't try to drink out of the chocolate river. You didn't try to drink the bubbly. You didn't fucking. This man bit Justin earlier in yeah, the story with his whole ass mouth. <laughs> bit his leg with. His dirty man mouth. And and he's naked, too, and now assumedly. He is he's, na he's naked, isn't he? <laughs> he is buck naked. He took off the fur that was just like... Peeling the fur off himself. Velcroed onto him somehow. So he says, and he gives... So that's it. That's Luke as a guy. It's his forest. He calls it the fantasy forest. He built and made everything, apparently, mm -hmm. as a test so you could get treasure. And then there's one last, like... I don't know if it's quite a fake out, but... There's one last misdirect? Yeah, which is a waste of time. One Absolutely final, unnecessary. Listen, one Absolutely not necessary. final misdirect. This is the most confounding thing that literally all it does is add two more chapters to the book, and that's all it does. There is actually no point. So so Luca gives them, he's like, all right, here you go. Here's a chest. It's It's got what you're looking for. It's got what you want. You did very little to earn it, but here you go. But here you go anyway. Who gives a shit? And it's like, okay, cool. And then their dad's their dad's back with them. Their dad finds them or they go back to find them. Whatever. Something they they meet back up. And then he's like holding it and he's like, 
This isn't the right silver chest, he said softly. He reached inside and carefully lifted the egg. Then he felt around on the bottom of the chest with his free hand. Nothing else in there, just an egg. He examined the egg, rolling it slowly between his hands. Then he carefully lowered it back into the chest. Just an egg, he repeated sadly. And then they're like, they go back to Luca and they're like, Luca, the fuck did you give us an egg for? And Luca's like, oh, you mean the eternal egg of truth? You didn't want that? And, and they're like, no, we want the legend of the lost legend. Who's on first? <laughs> then he takes the, he, the, then he takes it back and is like, never mind. Here, just go yeah, here. You can do here, Here's this. And there's they a just, that, there's a scene that literally does nothing. Just but Just do an exchange. It's just like exchanging a, pres a present at Christmas. That's all it is. No point. Nothing accomplished. Nothing. Just bullshit. And so they take it. And then the book ends. And the book ends. When they get that, then they get that legend finally. Can I just say I want to die? <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say I'm violently angry? It is, it is both the wildest yet most uncreative thing I've read. The wildest but most uninteresting. And we, we are in it. Yep. We are that old person. We are. We, we were yep. suckered into it. Fuck this book. Yep. yep. Fuck this book. And here's what I'd like us to to maybe do just one small bit. I'm looking at Goodreads because I'm like, who else said fuck this book? We cannot be the only people who were completely oh God. by this. I have no faith in the world. No way. Here's a one star. Is it just me or are the later Goosebumps books really lacking in quality? <laughs> Thank you, if person. Just the later ones, huh? Sounds like you're a tourist. <laughs> Glenn Smith says, if Legend of the Lost Legend is anything to go by, then that's pretty much spot on. This feels like a number of shorter stories clumsily thrown together into one book, and it falls apart fairly quickly. The ending felt like it was literally a last-minute decision, and that's the best you could come up with. Well, it shows what you know, Glenn, because R.L. Stein writes the ending first, as we yes, all so know. Boom. What now? Greg Kariston says the only ex one star says the only explanation for this book, which as a child, I read only the last page to find out what the twist was. There is no twist. Is that overworked, over prolific author R.L. Stein <laughs> has too much to do and too little time to do it. So he cobbled together bits and pieces of other stories, robots, werewolves, spooky monks, giants, giant cats, monsters, lost legends, icebergs, and hope that kids wouldn't notice that nothing was going on. Reading it as an adult with the Blogger Beware website experience, I noticed. Boy, did I notice. <laughs> um, okay, well, Paul on Amazon gives it five stars and says, perfect. <laughs> he says, there is only one word to describe this book, and that is perfect. Whatever part of the book you think of is perfect. <laughs> the binding, the cover, and all the pages are perfect. I can't tell if Paul is being funny. Well, I'm looking at the the, the, the customer reviews out of 51 global ratings. Yeah, it's got... 76% are five stars. And it's a fucking teacher's pick. Mm-hmm. How dare you? Because, because Danielle, <laughs> because Danielle, this is art. Ah! All right. Let's be done. Let's... Hey, hey, let's be done. 
Geesebumps is just one piece of comedy content from the Mom Hat Comedy Crew. You can check out all the fun stuff we do at mom-hat.com. That's mom, a hyphen, hat.com. We have missed you very much. If you listen to this, thank you very much for not having given up on us in the month that we've been missing. We appreciate you. We're sorry that this is what you get after we've been gone for a while. (laughs) We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. Thank you to the band Dog Party for the use of our theme song, Badging, <laughs> off the album Hit and Run. It's a wonderful song by a wonderful band. I haven't said that in a while. Yeah. Um, you can check it out at dogpartylive.com and dogparty.bandcamp.com. The next episode of Geese Bumps. Oh, it's Spooptober. It's Spooptober. Spooptober. We got to do an extra one this month, right? Sure. We could try to. <laughs> Let's see if we can get through two. Okay. Well, uh, the next ep- ep- book that's going to come out, what, what, ep- what day is this coming out, Jeff? Uh, this will come out Wednesday this week. Okay, so the next one's going to come out on the 20th. Um, I don't know what we're going to read for then. Well, we do have a reader request for Vampire Breath. Vampire Breath. That's what it is, reading Vampire Breath. And then maybe on Halloween's night, we'll release another one. Yeah. If we can get around to it. Yeah. I think on top of that, Danielle has something to say. Uh, So, yeah. um. Uh, we have a really big fat white cat named Cowboy and he got bit on the butt <laughs> and he got a big old sore that the vet said was the worst that he'd seen all year. And he took a video of it and offered several times to show it to us. He got staples in his butt to close it to get, like close it up, you know? Jeff, you have to edit so much of this. Um, I don't see why any of this has to be edited. R- listeners cannot hear this. Jojo, you be quiet. Daniel, you keep going. <laughs> so, please leave us a five-star rating. <laughs> we would very much appreciate it. It helps us uh, find new listeners because God knows there are a lot of podcasts out there and anything that can help you keep your head a little bit above the water is good and great. And you can help us. Yeah. So we're here. And also, just so you know, looking at our stats is even though we haven't released uh, episodes consistently, we've still got people who do come in and watch episodes, listen to episodes every single day. Bless you. Yeah. Bless, Bless you, you all. Bless you all. Gosh darn us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit, everyone. All right, Danielle, do you want to read us that final passage? Yep. Let's get this shit out of the way. Chore. It's just. This is like what. God did to Job. (laughs) Testing him. Okay. They've opened the chest. They've pulled out a document. Dad, what does it say on the top page? I asked, struggling to make out the words. Uh, Let's see, Dad replied. He raised the manuscript close to his face, squinted hard at the tiny words, and then read them out loud. Whoever owns the lost legend will be lost forever. Legend. Legend. Huh? What's that mean? I cried. Dad shrugged. Doesn't really mean anything. It's just part of the legend. (laughs) Are you sure? Marissa demanded in a trembling voice. Also, this is all in English. (laughs) (laughs) This has not been translated. (laughs) Dad stared down at the manuscript. Lost forever. He murmured, whoever owns the lost legend will be lost forever. Then he raised his eyes to the trees that surrounded us. 
Hey, where are we? All three of us gazed around at the strange, dark trees. We had wandered away from the stone clearing. Now, nothing looked familiar. Where are we? Dad repeated. We, we're lost, I whispered. End. Fiend. 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 Bullshit. Bullshit accomplished. <laughs> Unfurl the banner. <laughs> My name is Jojo. I have a PhD. My name is Danielle. I have a PhD. My name is Jeff, and I like dogs. This has been Geesebumps, the Did You Mean Goosebumps podcast. And until next time, stay out of the basement. Just like somebody I used to.